the fire is strong. I remain on, I remain Through on. the fire of a stone, I remain on. Uh, trial by fire, trial by fire. Just the trial by fire, it's a trial Through the fire of a storm, I remain on. Welcome everyone to the Armchair Bookers Podcast. I am your host, as always, Joshua Joslin. It is great to be talking wrestling. And in this episode, I'm going to be uh, recapping some uh, some happenings in WWE, a little bit in AEW. Uh, some news around the wrestling world. Excuse my stuffy nose. My allergies are kicking up. <sighs> With that being said, uh, I also want to talk about uh, Richard Holiday, uh, um, uh, a wrestler who I got to see on the indie circuit. I want to talk about him and his comeback from Hodgkin's lymphoma, uh, from uh, from dealing with that to winning the ISWP Championship. I'll get into that a little bit later. With that being said, let's hop into... The AEW news. So, uh, another week, another rumored uh, drama session. Um, that uh, that being between um, <clears throat> Santana and Ortiz, um, they've been disconnected. Former former uh, tag team partners, amazing tag team LAX, um, and I forget the name that they went by after that. But um, you know, really, really got a lot of acclaim. Um, when they first signed with w, uh, AEW, the things that they were doing on the circuit w- it was amazing across so many different places. They were killing it uh, in Impact. Um, then they moved over to AEW, and in my opinion, you know, they really uh, did nothing for these guys. And unfortunately, it apparently caused some drama, dirt sheet talk here. Um, uh, it sounded like uh, Santana wanted a bigger role uh, as a tag team. Ortiz uh, was was pretty comfortable with with the paycheck and you know um, letting the creative get to them as as they as it comes. Um, they had to be convinced to work together for the Stadium Stampede uh, match it all in in Wembley. You know, and that stinks. It's it's luckily you know we're not talking about a, a, a physical fight backstage altercation. We're talking a, a bit of a feud on a personal level. They haven't disrupted shows. They haven't disrupted a press conference. Um, there were some tweets uh, that came out that were uh, aggressive and pointed, but without dropping names. So, you know, this could be getting towards um, a work, which would be great. You know, put the put the drama from the, you know, out front and make some money off of it. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I want to switch up here a little bit. Uh, I'll start with, uh, I'll go to Daniel Bryan, uh, announcing that he is very close to going part-time. If somebody, if any wrestler deserves it, it would be him. I think he's done so much for the world of wrestling across the board. Um, although I don't like his run in AEW, I do. I am happy with the wrestlers he's getting the face. I'm going to put a quick pin in that um, and come back to it. But Daniel Bryan is is world class, phenomenal. Go down in history as one of the best, um, and deserves a schedule that gives his body a rest. Comparing, you know, in consideration to his. Uh, Injury history and things like that. So it's nice to hear that one, he's getting the opportunity to go part time with AEW, and um, two, that he's going to get those that the other time uh, with his family. And I know from you know what I what I've read, of course, I don't know for sure, but he is seems like a very uh, family oriented and oriented uh, dad. So it'll be good to see him. Um, get that schedule that allows him to really pick and choose those big marquee matches that he wants. 
Um, speaking of, Marquis Matches, see, I brought it back around. He will be facing Zach, uh, Zach Sabre Jr. at Wrestle Dream pay-per-view, uh, which is on October 1st, taking place in Seattle. Makes sense for Daniel Bryan to get one of the, the most exciting matches um, from a technical wrestling fan standpoint. You're not going to get much better than uh, watching Daniel Bryan go against Zach Sabre. You are going to see technical wrestling at its finest I can't say enough about the holds and twists and stretching that is going to be going down in this match. Um, the fact that it's in Seattle, it's going, Daniel Bryan coming out, it's going to blow the roof off the joint considering he's uh, he's from up in that area. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a great match, plain and simple. Um, you don't really need a backstory. They'll tell you. They'll tell. They'll tell you in the ring. And I'm serious, man. It's going to be just. Twisting and turning, it's going to be really, really fun to see. So uh, that'll be a cool match if, if that's the one that, that ends his quote-unquote full-time run. Uh, that would definitely be a good one to go out on. Uh, Samoa Joe versus MGF. Uh, Samoa Joe beat Roderick Strong to gain the opportunity to face MJF for the big-time title. Um, I love this for both wrestlers. Um Joe is still carrying a belt, so I'm curious what they're going to do with that. If uh, I don't want to see, I mean, they could always triple, triple, um, triple bat, uh, belt. Excuse me, um, MJF. That'd be pretty interesting, title for title. But I, I just want to see a straight up rivalry for the AEW Championship. Samoa Joe, um, the battles that they're going to have on the mic, we already got a little bit of a taste for it. Um, I think it's going to elevate MJF. Believe it or not, as good as he is on the mic, Samoa Joe has this amazing ability to hit the right nerves, to touch the right spots, to get the exact reaction that he wants from the crowd, and also to get the the, the perfect response, facial you know facial expression, body language response from the person he's spitting at. Um, he's just as big of a jerk as MJF. He can present himself very stand, you know very much like nothing's going to affect me. I'm just going to beat you up. Plain and simple. Um, he's always, like I said, he's always finding that right nerve. Um, and I love that. I love that about Joe. I love that he's getting the, the marquee match, the marquee program against MJF. It'll show um, MJ, MJF's ability to add layers to his character. Um, I think it's very important at, the, at this point for him. Um, you know, he's, he's teetering between face and heel, which I don't mind. But, you know, he could heal this promo while still getting a crowd reaction, you know, a, a cheering reaction, he he can be he is that anti-hero uh, that we you know the closest to that we have in wrestling, in my opinion. But that notwithstanding, uh, Samoa Joe MJF, I think it's going to be a great, great program. Uh, speaking of great programs, one I'm excited to watch play out: Hangman versus Swerve Strickland. Look, I'll watch Swerve in any program that he's in. I think he is diamonds. He is money waiting. Waiting checks, waiting to cash. Push him up the card. Um, getting in there with Hangman is going to be good exposure. Uh, Hangman always gets in a lot of time um, um, to, uh, to to cut his promos to explain why he's he's fighting who he's fighting. This will give Swerve an opportunity to hop on the mic. This will get Mogul affiliates more opportunity to be on uh, be on the screen. So now we're talking about more Brian Cage. I appreciate that. I think Brian Cage has been completely and totally wasted in AEW. Um, but this has the potential to really rise up. It's the one stable that at least all kind of makes sense, or at least like they're doing things with 
with them, or at least the other ones are getting involved. Like it just feels like a better built stable than than almost anything that the AEW has. I know they love the stables. I do as well. I like this one. I might be a little bit jaded, considering I do love um, um, Swerve Strickland, formerly known as Shane Strickland on the Indies, formerly known as Killshot on Lucha Underground. I believe Netflix still has that Lucha Underground. If you've never seen it, it is bonkers off the wall. Um, I can't explain it other than it is um, entertainment wrestling. So really wild stories, uh, but super fun. It was only on for, I believe, three seasons, but check it out. You're going to see a lot of wrestlers who are on AEW and WWE or, and, or NXT. Um, they all, yeah, so many of them, you know, went through Lucha Underground. Uh, so that's a great, great, great thing. Uh, uh, uh a promotion, excuse me, to, to check out if you can. Uh, but going back, um, Shane uh, Swerve Strickland, uh, I think he, despite what he's doing, he is slept on, and I hope that this uh, this feud will give him the, the right amount of shine to, to get him moving up the card. Just phenomenal. Uh, on, to, on to Orange Cassidy. Um, big time, uh, very high ranking in the uh, pro wrestling uh, top 500 put a pin in it gonna come back um I'm, I'm 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 curious as to where they really go with orange cassidy um i don't think that he goes up against mjf obviously because he's with uh he's going with uh um samoa joe at the moment so i'm curious uh, a lot of title holders kind of disappear for a while um after they lose a belt uh wardlow what's up hang in there so uh, I'm 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 worried. I don't want him thrown into you know random matches here and there. Um, I want him to get back into a one-on-one uh, program where it continues to show you know his connection to the fans. Uh, it's undeniable. You know people love him. Uh, I'm not all the way there, but I'm not totally against him either. He he is he gets the reaction, and uh, I do think he's a he's a fun wrestler. Is he does he get the big belt? With this, you know, I can see that, uh, but I just don't see it anytime soon, especially with MJF there. So it worries me uh, where they're going to, what's going to happen to Orange. So hopefully they find something good for him quickly that can get us, continue to have us tied into him. Uh, a little bit of touch points on AEW. Obviously, I'm not going to dive into everything, uh, but I'm going to move over to WWE. And the same thing, I'm just going to touch on a few things that I thought were interesting. Um, Matt Riddle, drama, drama, drama. Uh, I am curious whether or not it's time. I know that he was sick, and that's why he missed uh, he missed tapings. Um, it wasn't because of him saying that he was sexually assaulted coming through the airport. I don't know. Clearly, dirt sheet talk here. Um, he's bringing a lot of drama into WWE, and, and they don't have it. So I'm, I'm, I'm shocked, to be honest, that Matt Riddle is still on the roster after um, the wellness suspension and, and the outside of the ring drama. Uh, he can go in the ring, but where do where does he go, you know, overall? Really, where is the ceiling for him? Because is it worth the drama that's out there for, that he, uh, he presents and creates? Uh, hopefully, he was not sexually uh, assaulted. Um, hopefully... You know, he can, whatever struggles he has, he can figure out who am I to judge. Um, but inside the ring, you know, hopefully they keep him around because I like what he does. But I know they don't like drama. 
especially with this merger. So we'll see what happens with Matt Riddle. Um, Nia Jax is back. Uh, she came out at the end of Raw. She attacked uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Ray Ripley. Uh, is this good or bad for WWE? I think it's absolutely good because she is a name. Um, She's a presence. I love Nia Jax. Um, so, you know, time will tell. Um, has she developed in the ring? That's a, that's where I'm really, really curious because she is known to be dangerous. Uh, she also is known to create, to have uh, started the Becky the Man movement, Lynch. Uh, so hopefully she, she turned a corner on some of those, those mishaps that have happened. I did read that she was training with Charlotte and her husband, Andrade. Uh, so hopefully they showed her some ways to be a little bit safer. But I am excited that she's back. Question, though, you know, has she developed not only in the ring, but also on the mic, character-wise? You know, um, has she, uh, is she stepping right into the title, into a title chase? I don't know. I hope, hopefully not, in my opinion, because uh, she should be way further down the line for me, for Rhea to, to face if she's going to take the belt off of Rhea, it shouldn't be for a while. Let her show us that she's she's back and, and gets to, can get the reaction that, that she's striving for instead of the what chance. So we'll see. Um, skipping a lot of in-ring action, unfortunately. Uh, some not fortunately, Unfortunately, fortunately, uh, there's some bigger things going on in the world of WWE besides what's happening on the TV program to program. But uh, NXT doing great things. Um, I want to talk about a little bit of that next week. Um, Jade Cargill, uh, is she WWE bound? Former AEW TBS champion, I believe. Um, she was undefeated until she lost the belt. Um, after that, she took a, it was a long hiatus that apparently was planned. I, I don't know. I have no idea, but it was expected that she was going to take time off. Uh, she just re-debuted. Um, she is wrestling or has wrestled Chris Statlander. Rumor is that that is the end of her career in AEW as she will be moving on, on to WWE. What would that mean for WWE? It would mean steel. She is uh, athletic. She has a look. She has uh, a presence. I think that WWE can do a lot of things with her considering their uh, their women's uh, division is is weak in certain areas in, in, in credibility uh, of heels and faces, but it is deep and they just need the time to develop these stories. Jade will come in and demand that presence and demand a story uh, just by her being there because people are going to want to see her wrestle. Very, very cool. The biggest news for WWE, of course, is The Rock has come back home. Very, very shocking uh, appearance by The Rock. I jumped out of my seat. My uh, wife was sleeping next to me, got up, stared at me. I said, uh-uh. It's The Rock. And she went, oh, okay, and went back to sleep. True story. Um, so amazing to, to see The Rock, whether you know he's coming. Way more amazing when you didn't think he was coming. What a treat for the fans that were there. I'm super jealous. Um, just electrifies, plain and simple. Um, came out, gave Theory the business for interrupting him. Um, Pat McAfee was there as well. Um, sorry, Pat, but you're not the front page on this one. Um, so... What happens? Oh, let the speculation begin. Let the, the rumors and innuendos and all of it start. On top of The Rock appearing, he also did tease or, or say, admit maybe, that uh, The Rock versus Roman was, was ready to rock and happen. 
no pun intended there. Um, however, circumstances, uh, unfortunately, did not go that way. Will we see it? If so, when? If, if, if so, when, when? Cody, where does that go? Obviously, Roman versus Rock is the, would be the biggest match in wrestling, uh, close to one of the, the bigger matches, marquee-wise, of all time. Um, so I'm curious what that does. I know that the WrestleMania tickets for Philly, because he did say, hey, maybe Philly, uh, in the interview. Um, uh, he, uh, uh, the WrestleMania tickets skyrocketed in price. So if you're still waiting to get your ticket, you should have not done that because uh, just the Rock's presence for a handful of minutes at the beginning of SmackDown in the middle of pay-per-views with no actual story, bump those tickets like quadruple. Maybe that's an overestimate. Definitely double in a lot of areas. Yo, <laughs> get your ticket now before they announce that he actually has a match. All right, that's the WWE-specific news. Um, you know, uh, technically, not technically, un- unsigned free agent wrestling, indie wrestling news, I guess I could I should probably say. Uh, CM Punk was a guest commentator for Cage Fury Fighting Championship uh, promotion alongside John Morgan. Um, Cage Fighting UFC style type of wrestling, uh, type of fighting. John Morgan was a lot of teases about what brought, you know, what got Punk fired and a lot of really f- uh, funny sounding back and forth. Uh, CM Punk at, at one point said, I got, I got some time on my hands for the next two months. Next two months. Huh? Hold it. Uh, he also did the, what do you want to talk about? And Cody Rhodes esque promo. Um, that's Cody's line. Just a tease, just a tease, because he, he likes to do that to the fans. Now, two months, if we look at WWE's schedule, just over two months, Chicago hosts Survivor Series. Let the speculation begin. Let it run rampant. You did not hear it here first, but you are hearing it here. Pretty cool idea. I don't like CM Punk, so I don't care if he doesn't show up. But it is pretty cool for wrestling. It would draw some more eyes and do all those things. Blah, 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 blah. But it is exciting and neat to think that that might happen, especially in Chicago, because fan reactions, whether you like the wrestler or not, on a personal level or character-wise, gives you goosebumps outside, you know, even through the TV. So it would be pretty cool. Uh, the last thing I want to touch on, news-wise, uh, the uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top 500 came out. It's a very, very divisive debate-starting argument-making list. Who who can how do you really judge the, uh, all these wrestlers and and what's really the criteria? I don't know. They try to explain it sometimes. Anyway, the top ten you guys can debate. I, I I'm into the top ten. Uh, Rollins at number one, followed by Reigns, Moxley, Gunther, El uh, Hiko del Vikingo. I'm sorry if I butchered that. MJF, okay, Okada, uh, Orange Cassidy, Josh Alexander. Cody Rhodes, it comes in at number 10. Masha Slamovich. Masha Slamovich in at number 15. Yo, my head's going to explode. I got to interview her uh, way, way back when she was still just uh, only on the indie circuit. She now makes appearances for um, Impact. She is constantly on GCW. She is amazing, a monster of a wrestler. Takes on uh, men, can really throw the hammers. Really, really cool to see this. She is number 15 on the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top 500. Like I said, I was able to interview her uh, a few years at this point ago, um, but I will find a way to get that back up on and uh, up to the top. But it will be on the YouTube channel. Check it out, subscribe, comment. I want to mention it again at the end. 
subscribe, comment, check those interviews out. Um, that's the that's the news that I wanted to, to to cover. I think that there's more, of course, but that's a little taste of the bigger things that are going on. Um, I want to take a minute to talk about a wrestler, Richard Holiday, currently a free agent. Um, he is a young young wrestler, lots of accolades already. Um, Trained under Paul Roma, and you can definitely see his influence on Richard Holiday. The, the presentation, uh, the moveset, the way he plays to the crowd, it's really cool. Uh, he debuted on the circuit in 2015, won his first heavyweight title in 2019 for Immortal Championship Wrestling. Um, just before, uh, around 2018, he had signed with MLW, which is Major League Wrestling. I love MLW. Love, love, love. They have amazing wrestlers who are just, just just a step away from the the big public eye mlw is working on tv rights to get on a bigger network with a better time slot hopefully that happens for them because they do have an amazing roster um okay uh so he he uh wins the title i went off track here uh he's with mlw while in mlw holiday joined forces with mjf yep Came from MLW and Alexander Hammerstone. Uh, they formed the Dynasty as a trio. They ran all through MLW. Uh, they won and defended the tag team titles over teams like uh, the Hart Foundation, which was uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., um, Harry Smith, excuse me, um, Teddy Hart, Brian Pillman Jr., Teddy Hart. I think I already said him. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, they also held them over um, uh, Los Parks. Interesting team. Check them out. There's a lot of ways that they're connected, and, and the name specifically, Los Parks, very uh, controversial. And, uh, of course, friends of the show, the Von Erics, another name drop. Did an amazing interview with them. Absolutely awesome wrestlers. Uh, I, I, I can't gush enough about them. Hopefully, I'll get another chance to chat with them and get another interview up on our YouTube page where our other, my first interview with them is. All right, back to Richard Holiday. Um, had a long and brutal feud with Salvio Vega over at a Caribbean Heavyweight Championship. I remember watching this feud. Uh, he, he beat Vega. Title was not on the, on the line. Took the belt anyway. Claimed ownership. He held it for 382 days as a thief before officially be, uh, beating Vega to claim the title. Uh, he dropped that to King Mertes, I believe, a year or two, a year, less than a year later. Um, I want to highlight Richard Holiday because he's a success story um, outside of the ring, even more so inside of the ring. Um, he was diagnosed with stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma in September of 2022. He had symptoms throughout the, the um, summer, got the tests, and, and it came back that he had stage four uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Low chances of survival, or at least a very, very uphill battle. He took it on um, July 7th, 2023. Holiday captured the Independent Superstars of Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship, ISPW. Uh, an amazing comeback for an amazingly uh, talented wrestler. Great ring presence. I got to see him. Um, got to meet him. Carries his character. Uh, great heel. Um, I really hope for, for big things for him. Obviously, he you know winning this title is a big thing. ISPWP is a great promotion. They run a lot of shows out of uh, throughout North Jersey. Always a stacked card. Uh, September 29th, they're having a big event in Totowa. Um, just check them out if you're up in the North North Jersey area. ISWP. 
Um, I'm hoping to see him on a, on a weekly program sooner rather than later with any promotion, anything to get him some more mainstream attention because he deserves it inside and outside of the ring. Uh, great wrestler. Again, congrats, Richard Holiday, for, you know, surviving, man, and fighting through that. Uh, I applaud you from the bottom of my heart. Okay. Whew, what a... What a wrestler. Okay, so next week I will be profiling another wrestler, uh, but this one is from from yesteryear. You might not have known, uh, you might not know him, uh, but he is the legendary Adrian Street. He passed away in July. Um, I'll also be keeping everyone current again with some AEW and WWE recaps. Uh, I want to squeeze in some NXT next week, and of course, before I let you leave, don't forget. While you wait for my newest episode to drop, you can find my previous content, such as interviews. Yep, I mentioned those. Masha, Von Eriks, Meng, slash Haku. No big deal. And I still had my nose after the interview. What's up? Um, old episodes, new content is going to be posted as we create it. Um, the Armchair Booker's YouTube channel. We're on Facebook, TikTok, and IG. Follow us, like us, subscribe, comment. Please comment. I love to interact. Uh, shout out to John Kiernan, um, great producer of mine. He's the amazing artist behind my theme, my uh, Into the Fire, featuring Mont Easy. You can find that on iTunes, plus all of his other covers, all of his other original content, um, all of his wrestling themes that he creates for wrestlers. Plug for you, John. Uh, thanks again. And with that being said, John, my man, throw me into the fire. That is Red <laughs> Wrestling Podcast. Time for bed. Deuces.